Hi and welcome to episode 10 of the Bizzing Podcast. I've got Bruce Coombs from Quick Fee here with me. Hi, Bruce. Uh, g'day, Matt. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks. So um, before we get kicked off, and we're going to talk about um, getting paid and some of the problems around that and how to fix them, could you give us a little bit of your background, both as an accountant and with your current business, Quick Fee? Look, absolutely, Matt. Um, I'm, a, I'm an Australian Qualified Chartered Accountant, also a member of the uh, American uh, CPAs as well. Uh, I was a partner in an accounting firm for, uh, for a long time. Uh, that firm ultimately became part of Deloitte. And I now run a business called QuickFee, which is, uh, essentially has the tagline of uh, getting paid made easy. And we make it easy for accountants to be paid. Yeah, cool. And everyone likes to get paid, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not a client unless they pay. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it, definitely. Um, so how long does it typically take for, for accountants to, to actually get paid? It's interesting. We operate in, uh, in Australia and in the US, mm. and the data is virtually identical. In okay. 66 days is the average accounts receivable inside an accounting firm. Okay. And when you look at 66 days, um, what's, what, what's happening is all the really good clients that pay in 7 or 14, there must be a large number of clients that aren't paying on time to get that average up to 66 days. Yeah, right. Um, so just on that, so you're saying it's identical pretty much in um, Australia, US, do you think there's some variation in other countries? Because I remember years ago um, going to some business seminar in the UK and they were saying that like in Scandinavia, people pay invoices on return. But, but you know, in like the UK, people drag the chain and take ages to pay. And it was like um, there's very much regional differences in attitudes towards paying bills. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's quite an interesting thing. And uh and I imagine, uh, imagine Greek accountants probably never get paid. So there probably is a fair bit of variation around the world. Um, and we operate in those places where there is a genuine business problem to solve. Uh, so um, sounds like there wouldn't be a market for a solution like ours in Scandinavia because people are actually um, you know, honouring the payment terms that uh, a supplier, including an accountant it sounds like, uh, are putting in front of them. Yep. What, what, what are the typical payment terms that accounting firms offer? Uh, typically, you would see uh, 14 days, 30 days, and some firms say invoice due on receipt. Mm-hmm. Um, what we find, though, is that firms don't really like to enforce their rights. They don't want to upset their clients. Um, and across the, the industry, the... The actual bad debt rate inside an accounting firm is very low. So clients do eventually pay. Mm-hmm. They just need time to pay. And accountants don't really like you having to push a client, even though they've got printed terms of 14 days, to pay in 14 days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, so if they weren't using quick fee, what, what terms would you recommend? Or do you think that completely depends on the type of firm and their client base? Well, um, wouldn't I think the key to success in getting paid on time lies in two things. One, being prepared to discuss before the work commences the firm's expectations around payment. Mm-hmm. And secondly, giving, for, giving the, the firm's clients multiple ways to pay. Yeah. So 
you know, if you go to a, if you go to a, a retail store like JB Hi-Fi or David Jones, whatever, they're going to give you multiple ways you can pay yeah. on their credit card, on another credit card, by lay-by, uh, terms, or cash. Um, the more options to pay, the easier it is to get that uh, that payment in the door. Yeah, that's right. I used to have an e-commerce business in the UK. That's how I started off my career, and. You know, we took obviously e-commerce, card payments, and we had a few loyal clients who paid us with postal orders. And wow! And mail in these postal orders, and some of them were like for one pound at a time. They'd send in <laughs> these postal orders, and you know, but it all goes in the bank just the same, doesn't it? You know, so if they want it to, it all pay folds you that the way. same. <laughs> uh, that is so right. And in the um, in the US, checks remain an extremely common uh, form of payment. Uh, mm-hmm. Far behind um, uh, EFT, mm-hmm. whereas in Australia we tend to see EFT as a, a, a pretty common way for, for people to pay their bills. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so yeah, we're we're a New Zealand uh, registered company, um, clients all over the globe. But um, I've got a checkbook sitting in the the cabinet there, and it's never been used in mm-hmm. in nearly four years. <laughs> but you know, yeah, like, yeah I, I know in the US that, that that is a really popular method of payment. But um, so that, that that's interesting actually. I remember hearing um, Rod Drury um at Zero talking about their software and saying that because it's made it easier for people um to pay, that businesses in New Zealand are getting paid a lot faster, and that's really helped their cash flow. Um, do you think that cloud software has helped accountants in the same way? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, there is a there's a reasonably strong correlation between firms that are invoicing electronically, whether it's out of zero or uh, whatever system they're choosing to use, and a reduced level of accounts receivable inside that firm. Mm-hmm. If you're invoicing electronically, the client is getting the invoice sooner than they could possibly be getting it if it was put in the post. Yeah, it's also harder for them to ignore. There's electronic reminder systems and all sorts of things in play there to make it uh, easier for the client to remember to pay. We, um, we actually have some integration with Xero. Our payment portal integrates completely with Xero. So when the client clicks pay now direct from the invoice, they're given all those options to pay, whether it's credit card, by bank transfer, or pay by the month using uh, quick fees money. Yeah, right. And yeah, so we use that facility now and again. Most of our invoicing is done through, well, we get paid up front. Um, but, but if we ever send out an invoice with terms, that pay now is, is really, really useful. Um, and it certainly helps um, to just have it there. Because I think a lot of people, and I'm speaking for myself as a business, if I see an invoice and it's got a pay button on it and it's just easier to do it there and then, you just do it. And, and it's out of your hair, isn't it, you know? So you don't have to think about being chased and all that stuff. So if you offer that option, I think a lot of clients will just go, well, yeah, I'll, I'll just pay it. And that's, uh, oh, I couldn't agree more, Matt. And that's why that uh, that checkbook of yours is uh, still sitting in the cupboard uh, four years later, <laughs> uh, untouched in pristine condition as a museum piece. Um, because you, you're able to click that pay now. I mean, it's the same. People get their, their telephone bill, their, uh, their council uh, rates, bills, or whatever it is, um, there's a, there's a, an electronic payment option where we'll build into the invoice. And I mean, that's that's the modern way. It certainly makes it easier 
for businesses to be paid when they're issuing electronic invoices. So what Rod's saying at zero would be absolutely the case uh, in, in Australia as well as New Zealand and the United States. Yeah, right. And I think as well, like if you if you get an invoice and it's easy to pay, like say you're juggling some suppliers and you know mm. your cash flow is not great, like you're going to pay the one that's a bit easier to do, aren't you? <laughs> like just absolutely. Just and also, you're going to pay the one which has got multiple options. Yeah. You can say, okay, I might, uh, I might need to use a credit card for this, and I'll, I'll pay the card when that comes in in 20 days. If an accounting firm is not offering that option, they're missing out on being the, the, the supplier at the top of the pile that is going to be paid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing about cloud accounting software, whether it's Zero, um, MYB, QuickBooks, and any any of these um, these cloud um, cloud apps that have bank feeds. Do you think the fact that the accountant's got visibility into the client's bank account helps them get paid faster just because the client can't um, make as many yeah. excuses? Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a really interesting observation. Um, there's an there's a enormous shift, of course, uh, as you know, Matt, um, with the, the, the cloud accounting making data visible mm-hmm. daily to accountants, financiers, etc. Um, so absolutely, I don't think the, the client can start having a rough patch right now yeah. Uh, that's not really going to cut it when the accountant says, well, mate, you've got money in the bank. I can see it here right now on the screen. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, of course, that's going to help. But equally, cloud accounting is is an absolute um, winner for the accounting profession because it allows them to give real-time advice. Yeah. Um, right now, uh, the National Australia Bank is receiving feeds back from zero for uh, for clients that are consenting so that no longer is the bank doing an annual review on their client, they're knowing in real time if that client has a need for, for funding or whatever and can be much more proactive, exactly the same as an accounting firm can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I've heard of, um, I can't remember which bank it was with, but um, people getting like a loan decision without even having to submit a business plan or any of that stuff because their financials were in order. Um, I think they were using one of the, the BI forecasting tools as well. And they just gave the bank visibility of that and, and, and got the facility that they needed. Yeah, look, absolutely spot on. And in fact, um, the BI tools are now uh, available through to uh, chartered accountants in Australia and New Zealand. Um, Cairns has just done a deal mm-hmm. to uh, to make BI available as a business uh, 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 assistance tool that members can use to help their clients. That's uh, spot on what you're saying there, Matt. Yeah, great. Um, so going back to businesses, what what are some of the reasons that they they don't pay on time? Yep, there is uh, there's probably you know three or four main reasons, and one of them is simply because the clients can be forgetful. Mm. Um, they're running their business, they're busy. You know, you think about your business, Matt, and how busy you are running it. You know, paying the accountant is not the thing that comes to mind the first minute you jump out of bed in the morning. You know. So sometimes they just forget so that you need a reminder system and electronic invoicing makes it just so much easier. Yeah. Click to send reminder. Click, gone. You know, and Xero's got some amazing uh, tools and integration partners that, that help with that. Uh-huh. Um, so that's one of the first reasons. Absolutely, they just forgot. Um, so you've got to have a, a smart system to follow them up quickly and give them multiple ways to pay. Yeah, okay. Um, the, second, the second reason is... Um, they don't have any money. They simply don't have the money to pay. A hundred dollars pays precisely 
$100 worth of bills. Yeah. So if you've got $101 worth of bills and only $100, $1 got to give somewhere. Yeah. So if you can offer a client um, payment terms using, say, a solution like QuickFee's fee funding option where the client pays it off and QuickFee pays the firm in full, that actually solves that problem. Mm. Uh, another reason they don't pay is because they are dissatisfied. Okay. Now, um, you know, you, know you, you go to uh, you, you go to the hairdresser and they, they colour your hair the wrong colour and make a real mess of it, you don't exactly feel like paying. Yeah. Now, accountants um, need to pick up the telephone and, and say to the client, hey, you haven't paid my bill, what have we done that's made you not want to pay us? Mm-hmm. Now, that's a conversation that sometimes can be a little bit hard, but it'll flesh it out straight away. They'll either say, no, we're absolutely happy. Mm-hmm. And then you say, well, please pay. There's no reason not to pay if you're happy. Yeah. Or if they say, I'm not happy, it's a great opportunity to work out whether there's just a misunderstanding between the team in the accountant's office and the client's uh, expectations. Yeah, right. And sometimes those mistakes, I think, can be um, better opportunities to show great customer service than than when you're doing really well. Like, um, I go back to the example of when I had the e-commerce business, you know, we're sending things out mail order, stuff gets lost in the post, just happens, might be your fault, probably not, you know, it's the delivery company, client's really unhappy, you know, they've missed a birthday or something. But how you react to that, and if you deal with that well, and, you know, make sure they're really looked after, they come away liking you more than if you'd not made a mistake in the first place. Absolutely. Um, every business is going to make mistakes. It's how they handle them. And picking up the telephone and saying to a client, look, you know, what have we done that's put you in a situation where you don't want to pay is a great opening way and a great open question to get the client to either say, look, actually, I'm, I'm really happy with you guys and, and, and ask them to pay and ask for a referral or, uh, yeah, there's this issue here and often it's just a misunderstanding, you know. Yeah. It's as easy as something was mailed to them and they didn't get it, like you're saying in e-commerce. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess that's like, um, you know, while we've got all these amazing cloud tools, it's still a, it's still a relationships business, isn't it? You know, that's effectively in the end what what's being sold, and you can't get away from that. You're so spot on. My, uh, you know, my my team is sick of hearing me say the, this statement, and that is, people buy from people. Yeah, and Mine more. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, you know, I say it all the time. Look, as soon as I say the word people, they go, I know what he's going to say now, but <laughs> it's so true. And especially in professional services, we're not selling movie tickets. We're not, not selling movie tickets online to exactly the same movie, exactly the same cinema, where it's homogenous. We are selling professional services tailored to an accounting firm's clients. You know, an accountant in practice is a trusted advisor. That is very much a people buy from people business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, they come to you with a problem, share their problem, and want you to solve it. Um, that is not homogenous. That is tailored, and the relationship piece is the essential piece. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So, um, have you? Um, what's one of like the worst data situations that you've seen and, and maybe tried to, to help fix? Mate, one of the uh, the absolute worst <clears throat> was a um, a very large firm, in fact, um, and they had some debtors uh, 
that were 900 days. That is three years. Wow. How does that happen? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Where in that three years did you not pick up the telephone and say, excuse me, can you reintroduce me to your bank account? Yeah. Um, so that's right. And we've, we've, we've really done some, some good things there. Um, uh, thankfully, not all their debtors were that old. Mm. Um, but just giving clients multiple ways to pay uh, does make it easier. It's not confrontational. It's helping clients by saying, which method would you like to use? And let's face it, if a client's going to be that long in the tooth and is not going to pay, they're not a client anyway. You don't want them. No, that's you know, true. Shout them a taxi to the, to the comp- competing accounting firm. Yeah, Let them have them. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, I think as well, I mean, if someone is genuinely struggling to pay bills, um, then you coming to them with a solution relieves stress. Like if they genuinely want to pay you, it, it will be stressing them out that they can't pay. I think from absolutely, absolutely, and you know, it takes their mind off their their main business, and also it's an opportunity for the accountant to help them. You know, I mean, accountants are trained in financial matters. Uh, if anybody's going to be able to help them if they've got that cash flow hole, uh, it's the accountant and the accountant's relationships with with their bankers or whatever that can that can solve that. But the accountant needs to be paid for that professional work. Yeah, that's an interesting point because um, I was talking to. Um Steve Major at Pricing Power about how, how you kind of start business advisory conversations, and the the kind of you know saying well it's hard to generalise, but the one thing that you could talk to to most small businesses about is cash flow. Um, so in a way, if that payment situation is happening, it's on a plate there for you because they're probably not just not paying you; they'll be paying several, not paying other people. So if you can Spot get on. in there and help them, that could be. Um, that could be pretty beneficial. Absolutely, Matt. One of the things uh, I found when I was in uh, was in practice was walking into a business advisory engagement is not like walking into tax compliance. In tax compliance, typically an accountant will be asked a question and will answer it. In business advice, the accountant asks the questions. Yeah. So it, the big shift moving away from compliance, and like, like everybody talks about compliance is dead or it's withering or it's dying or whatever. I, the term I actually use to describe compliance service is actually called business essentials. Yeah. The business essentials piece just has to be done. You've got to file your annual return with uh, the company's authorities. You've got to file an income tax return. You've got to comply with the law. They're the business essentials. you just got to buy that. Mm-hmm. But the aspiration for any small business is where the business advisory services of an accounting firm comes in. And you look at some of the things that you guys have done on accountants' websites and positioning the accountant as a business advisor, Mm -hmm. all that stuff revolves around moving the accountant from answering questions to asking them. Yeah. And what you're saying there, Matt, is so true around... Clients struggling to pay, the questions are, why don't you have any money? What is happening here? And the client could easily be saying, but I'm doing all this work and my clients aren't paying me. Okay, well, here's the three or four main reasons people don't pay. What we talked about earlier in this podcast is exactly the same for a small business as it is for an accounting firm. Mm -hmm. Help them work through that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that would be an incredibly valuable thing to do. And, um, um... That, that yeah so 
I think on that point, um, let's wrap it up. I, I really appreciate your time today, Bruce. And, and what we're going to do is um, we'll get the podcast uh, live and then we'll include a whole bunch of information about quick fee. So, um, so Australia and the US are your key markets, right? Yeah, Australia, New Zealand and the United States so the three countries that we're in. So anywhere the Pacific Ocean touches. There you go. <laughs> That's a good way to uh, put it. Okay, great. Well, we'll put, put all that information up on the website. Um, and yeah, thanks very much. That's been great. Uh, absolutely, mate. It's, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, Matt. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks, Bruce.